0: you yeah. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's nine oh seven. Welcome back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston, and uh, we'll be uh, joined in just a moment by Bridget Cesara, who is a, a buyer of uh, annuals and houseplants and uh, just a general all all right person. She's just a just a really because we've had you on we've had you on two or three times, haven't we, Bridget? Yep. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to talk to to Bridget and a lot of other people out here. But uh, you're welcome to call at 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And I'm not drying my hair. It, it's a uh, heater in here if you're wondering why it's so loud. Uh, Sim McKeever is a manager out at the State Farmers Market in Raleigh. Sim, good morning to you, buddy.
1: Good morning. How are you all doing?
0: Fine. Another horticulturist uh, yeah. with us. So, uh, Sam, it, it uh, boy, the farmers have to deal with all kinds of things. Now they're dealing with really cold weather this morning on the first day of spring.
1: Yeah, kind of knew, uh, kind of knew it was going to happen. You know, it starts warming up and everybody gets defeat, you know, the, the fever to get out in the yards and work. And farmers want, you know, and, and folks want to plant a garden and things. And then that, that cold snap comes back and gets you. So, uh, you have to, you have to be careful. <laughs>
0: yeah, you really do. Uh, but is it, uh, I guess they've been having trouble getting into the fields to a certain extent, too, because it's been so rainy.
1: Yeah, I was actually talking to one this morning and said he was able to get in the fields a little bit uh, this past week, just uh, a little. Um, he said it's still not uh, dried out really well, but he, he's, he started turning the ground a little bit. So, uh, yeah, need a little dry weather. It looks like, and I was just actually just looking at the forecast before we came on, Um looks like we got some beautiful weather next week uh, and some warmer temperatures and that this wind we had uh, definitely uh, we dodged a bullet with the storm. I well, not everybody did. Let me rephrase that. I know some had had some issues, but uh, a lot of I know a lot of the ones I talked to here at the market were fortunate. Uh, they didn't have uh, much damage. So, uh, so but uh, so that the the wind helps dry it out a little bit too. So, uh.
0: well, what do we have out there this morning uh, of of interest, uh, vegetable wise and fruit wise? Well,
1: uh, Uh, They had a lot of their stuff still covered up this morning because it was cool this morning, but I know it's supposed to be nicer later on today. Uh, But I know we have apples. uh, Didn't get many varieties of those written down because they were covered up. Uh, Cider, uh, tunnel-grown tomatoes, strawberries, uh, cabbage, lettuce, um, cauliflower, broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, radishes, uh, red and white potatoes, carrots, onions, Butternut, spaghetti, hungry. and acorn squash, um, sweet potatoes, uh, all kinds of greens, kale, mustard, collards, turnips, uh, spinach, uh, pecans, and peanuts. Of course, you can get eggs, honey, and salsa down in the farmer's building. And we still got plenty of firewood. Might come in handy this. Uh, these are uh, cool mornings <laughs> and cool nights. That's
0: right. I mean, it's going to be back down into the thirties tonight. Yeah, that's on right. This first uh, day of spring, so which is a typical. Typical for North Carolina, it uh, kind of goes back and forth a lot, uh, transitioning into warmer weather. Uh, no asparagus yet?
1: Not yet. I'm expecting some anytime. I was actually, and like I said, unless they had some covered up this morning that I didn't see, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so, they uh,
0: hiding it from you.
1: Yeah, they might be hiding it from me. So um,
0: That that and the cream sauce.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got any I'm plant excited.
0: vendors out there today? What's that now? Plant vendors, any any of them today? That we do see?
1: have uh, quite a few plant vendors, and I think we got even uh, more coming next week. Uh, some of the plant vendors, some of the plants you'll find down there: uh, ornamental cabbage, pansies, violas. You see some indoor house plants, herbs, uh, perennials, uh, some trees and shrubs, uh, some things that were uh, in bloom that I noticed down there. A lot of camellias, uh, lower Pedalum was in bloom. Uh, so, some really beautiful saucer magnolia trees starting to. to a uh, peek out, right? Uh, uh, some flowering quince. Uh, that was real pretty. We also have some uh, ha- hanging baskets and ferns, uh, some vegetable plants, uh, uh, and uh, some really uh, beautiful cut flowers down there as well.
0: Fantastic. Up at the market shops, it's a little warmer this morning, and and probably smells even better. But
1: smells good up there. The uh, you can yeah. get, get out of the weather a little bit. Uh, uh, might be a good morning go up there and get some coffee from 321 coffee or some hot chocolate um like you mentioned before, all kinds of great baked good items mm-hmm. uh, cakes pies pastries uh you got preserves jams and jellies sauces uh north carolina wines um get a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables up there as well a lot of things maybe not in season nor- right now you you can get up there in the market shops uh, a lot of uh, great uh, um North Carolina farm-raised meat, eggs, cheeses. Um, of course, you got the uh, the um, Market
2: Grill. Get you, get you a Rufus dog. or Some oh, walking yeah. around food. Like
3: Amen.
2: Amen. They have they, got that thing down right now, Sam. Yeah,
1: I, I figured you'd get. A, I figured you'd get them straight eventually. If <laughs> they get, they'd get no. it like you wanted it.
2: Yeah, we finally worked on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, there are not
0: many people who can <laughs> can can do that. Who have said, that right, power? He yeah.
2: said, "Some are some are more interested in the hotter sauce, and some are not." That's right. Now I said, "Well, let's just cut it in the middle then." <laughs>
0: <laughs> compromise. <laughs> a good politician yeah, compromises, good, right?
2: Yeah. Oh man, Henry Clay compromises. But they
0: I have think. a lot of different things there. It's kind of a deli situation now. Yeah, though. it
2: is.
1: They they do a lot of different stuff. Uh, and they 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 keep uh adding stuff to their menu too so uh they're they're constantly working on it and improving it and and uh so uh but they they they're doing a great job for sure
4: wonderful
0: and uh let's see super sod i'm sure is uh, going crazy with uh customers and and uh demand for sod and and all of their other products
1: that's right uh I saw several truckloads of sod going out on trailers this morning, so uh, I know folks are out there uh, working in their yards. Um, So, of course, you can can get sod. Uh, They also sell some grass seed, uh, lime fertilizer, soil, um, pine straw. So uh, you can take care of your whole yard uh, right here at the farmer's market.
0: Very good. the uh, Speaking of restaurants the, that you have out there, we talked a little bit about food, but you have a seafood restaurant and the Farmer's Market Restaurant.
1: That's right. Uh, North Carolina Seafood Restaurant, they uh, open up at 11 a.m., close at 8 p.m., great seafood. Uh, they give you plenty to eat. And, um, of course, you've got the State Farmer's Market Restaurant, uh, great country cooking. Uh, they open up at 6 a.m. and close at 3 p.m. And, then, of course, you can order uh, breakfast right up to 3 o'clock if you want. So uh, two great restaurant choices out here. And, uh, of course, the Market Grill
0: inside the Market Shops. And, of course, the uh, Market Imports up there on the hill uh, is a very interesting place to visit.
1: Yeah, they're, they're getting a lot of new uh, inventory in right now. So there's a lot of new stuff uh, that they're uh, putting out. Uh, you can get r- uh, wrought iron teak, pottery, um, water fountains, uh, all kinds of home decor, um there so yeah it's, it's a very interesting place to walk around and uh see see what all they have available
0: well sam i appreciate uh talking to you folks always been a lot of years we've done this
1: yep i enjoy uh talking with y'all as well sure do
0: yep. you have a wonderful day my friend
1: you have right, a good have day
0: again we'll talk to you next week all right Sam McKeever, manager out of the Safe Farmers Market, with us on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We're at Logan Trading Company. Logan's uh, just off of Peace Street and Seaboard Station area. Uh, Bridget Zazara is with us. Uh, she is a manager kind of uh, of uh, several departments like annuals and, uh, and plant.
5: Greenhouse.
0: Greenhouse. And so what's growing in the greenhouse right now?
5: Actually, we're still getting a good bit of product um, out of Florida, even though it's uh, slim pickings. But we're always stocked with ferns, snake plants, um, pothos, orchids, uh, good, good variety of stuff in there. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the annuals, I know people really want to buy annuals pretty early in they the do. season. But it's not always a good idea. Uh, what do you have in annual, or what do you recommend about annuals right now?
5: Well, because of the deceiving warm weather, we do actually have some summer annuals, but we're warning everybody with signs and verbally that it's just a little too soon. But we have petunias, geraniums, marigolds, New Guinea impatiens, coleus, um, and some summer peppers and tomatoes as well.
0: When well, we have nights like we did last night and tonight. How are you caring for those?
5: So um, we took the really delicate stuff like the macho ferns, the New Guinea impatiens, basil. We've got basil in already. Um, a few items. In, we brought them inside. We put them all on carts and wheeled them all in, and now they're all back out. We took our chances and left the petunias and the marigolds out, mainly because this is kind of a pocket in downtown area where it's a little bit warmer than most surrounding areas. So that saved us, and they actually look just fine. Very good. Mm
0: So what, uh, what do you have in the way of annuals? Uh, or What are you expecting? What have you ordered?
5: So um, right now we're on cool season mode still, so we have tons of Lobelia, Bacopa, Nemesha. Um, so many beautiful colors this year. Diaschia, Gerbera daisies are looking beautiful. Um, we've got Buttercups or Ranunculus, um Probably a few more things that I'm not thinking about right now, but right now we're really focused on that. Of course, Dianthus and Snapdragons, tons of those.
0: A lot of house plants. Uh, people, people kind of take their house plants for granted. They they have them there and uh, don't always take care of them. Usually overwatering, overwatering
5: or under <laughs> or placement in the home.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, but you you have a lot of lot of things to choose from. Absolutely, here that people may never have seen before and maybe uh, fairly easy to grow.
5: Possibly, we have a vendor in Florida who opened us up to other opportunities for plants that we there's not normally on as availabilities so we've gotten a few slightly different things in a couple different ficus that we would have never carried before um, some philodendron that we never thought about carrying before
0: ficus is one of the trees uh, that a lot of people have and we we get complaints occasionally. Well, the, the leaves are dropping. Yep,
5: that fiddly fig. Yeah, <laughs> that plant goes through so much shock from Florida to our greenhouse to your home. That alone can make the leaves fall. And usually, if it's not happy in your home within a week, you'll start seeing some leaf fall. And usually, it's because of location. They just need that bright sunny window.
2: But that's not fatal, though. Sorry, it's, this is not fatal.
5: It's it's not typically not. Um, one thing that saves me I have a fiddly fig. It's not looking that happy. I put my house plants all 150 of them. I would say, Whew. yes, I have tons. I have a problem. Um, they oh, all yeah. go, <laughs> they yeah. all go outside for the summer. And I actually took a few things out that are struggling last week. Had to bring them in tonight or last night and tonight. Um, but my fiddly fig, along with everything else, goes outside after mid April and lives outside all summer lawn. Those plants need that summer heat and sun. In the house, in the AC, they can also struggle. So that's where I have success with growing most of my plants.
2: Oh, I do. I take everything uh-huh. out, including a grapefruit tree that my dear wife planted when she was a child. And I'm not going to tell you how old the grapefruit tree is because I'll get in trouble. But it goes through all these iterations of losing the leaves, mm-hmm. different stages. Then you put that baby outside about April 20, after all possibility of frost is gone, right? right. pops right back out. Yep. Uh, and by the way, you're talking about the annuals. I love to mix impatiens and begonias together yeah. because of the wide variety of colors. Color.
5: Mm-hmm. An and easy plants to take care of. Low maintenance. I, I,
2: and I don't find many diseases.
5: No, no. Overwatering could be an issue, but they'll let you know when they need a drink, and, of course, they want shade.
2: Now, you've got the, the, the patient, though, that is the sun patient.
5: We do have the sun patients. Uh, we probably have some New Guineas in the uh, Haney baskets that will be for shade.
2: Right. hmm Yeah, because yes. most of mine are in the, in the, in the sun. So,
5: yeah, the sun patients are gorgeous. The flowers yeah. are big, very showy.
2: Yeah.
0: And they don't have any problem with downy Mild, uh, mildew? Typically not. Yeah. No. So uh, let's see if Ralph is still with us from Durham. Uh, Ralph, good morning. You're on WPTF.
6: Yeah, I'm still with you in the, in the parking lot over here at Walmart in Hillsboro.
0: I'm sorry, Ralph, you had to wait so long. How can we help you this morning, my friend?
6: I've got a problem with all the rain we've had up in mebbin in the last couple of years. I've lost some roses, and this past year I lost a weeping cherry. And I was trying to find a blooming tree that will grow about the same height as a weeping cherry that could tolerate wet feet. You got any suggestions?
0: Wow, there aren't many. There aren't many plants that uh, Bridget that the, that that like wet feet. I mean, uh,
5: there's shrubs that will. Welcome wet feet, the Ilex uh, fratissolatas, the um, red twig dogwoods. Um,
4: the dogwoods are a good
5: woods, But they're short. What, a, what about a witch
4: hazel?
5: I think to an extent too much rain could. Yeah, I, I think most double. plants,
0: uh, witch hazel, boy, they're really looking good this year, by the way. But I, I think, I, I don't think that would, how big do you want it? I mean, you could plant a ball of cypress.
2: About 12, 15 feet at the most. Oh, okay. Well, how about redwood? They they seem to tolerate yep. more water than usual.
5: The natives, they would thrive very well in this area.
0: That's, uh, yeah, a native. Uh, I think a native plant is, uh, like Rufus said, is a way to go. And redbuds are, And you can find a, a weeping redbud. The weeping, a weeping redbud, redbud are
4: interesting.
2: Oh, they're gorgeous! They're, they're a yeah. beautiful plant.
0: We had uh, Dr. Denny Warner on from NC State uh, a couple of weeks ago, and and he he's basically the guy who developed the uh, Ruby Falls weeping redbud, and and that's a, that's a wonderful tree. I
5: have that growing; it's beautiful. It has
0: maroon leaves and uh, the fuchsia flowers on it, but the shape of it is so interesting, and it. It's not going to get 12 feet tall. It's uh, it, it may get 8 feet tall. I don't know.
6: Well, that's good. That's good. I, I, I can live with 8 feet.
0: Well, if you can find... And just, you know, be careful how you plant it. Don't uh, plant it so deep. Mm-hmm. Don't plant the... Don't dig a hole, uh, a really deep hole. You've got to have uh, some of the... You know, at least uh, an inch or so. How, how much would you say of the uh, root ball above the ground?
5: About an inch. You're correct on that.
0: Yeah. So just you've got to you've got to be careful how you plant it and uh, put some good mulch and put put some permatil in the in the hole for uh, for drainage.
6: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And uh, you know, try that. It would be a real if it if it's happy there and it should be. Uh, I assume you have some sun, full sun.
6: Yes, it does. It gets at least uh, 10, 12 hours of sun with no problem. Yeah,
0: that that's a, should be pretty happy out there, and that should really be a focal point in your landscape.
2: That'd be a showstopper. Okay.
0: Yeah, it okay. should be.
5: Add a little biotone on that when you get it planted. Yeah.
0: Biotone is uh, from a spoma is a great thing to uh, give it a start, pour a little bit of that uh, in the hole okay. and mix it in with the, with the soil, add a little... Uh, you know, black cow or or some other type of organic matter.
6: Okay, well, I really appreciate your help, and I'll uh, see what I can do about that. And uh, and uh, like I say, I'm listening. every Saturday morning, on my way up the highway, going to Mabin.
0: Well, I appreciate hey, it, buddy, you. and thank you so much. Uh, sorry we uh, took so long in getting to you.
6: And, and thanks for your help on my lemon and lime tree last year.
0: Yes, sir. Did that work okay.
6: Yeah, Oh, yeah, they, they came out beautiful, and um, I'm going to repot them uh, probably at the end of April.
0: Did you have enough for cocktails?
6: <laughs> oh, more than enough.
0: Good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we had a key, key, oh had a key line pie. fire. started to stay the roof. Ooh, he needs Man. to throw a party. And invite us all over. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> Ralph, thank you, buddy. And Thank you. Bye-bye. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. A lot of people are are thinking about uh, the wet feet, the root, uh, maybe some root damage, uh, damage from their plants because of all the water we've had.
5: Yes, yes. Fire blight could be a big problem, I think, right now. Right, fire blight? With um, fruiting trees, cherries. Yeah.
0: The uh, pansies, I know, have probably had a pretty rough time. They people- did people don't tend to plant them mounded up like they should no for
5: probably not um but between the rainy days and just cloudy days um pansies are struggling right now so i think everyone's ready to be done with those and get their summer stuff in but just got to hold out just a little bit longer
0: yeah <laughs> pansies will last you may until yeah least. through may so if you if you want to plant a few more, you can. Um, y'all still have some pansies. We do have some, not
5: a lot, but we do have some. Right.
0: Yeah. They there are all kinds of uh, of new varieties of of uh, pansies, and they're a, a mainstay for the winter garden. But boy, they have had a lot of problems in in the, with the weather mm-hmm. the last few years. Uh, Bridget,
2: the, are you a great fan of of tall flocks?
5: I do like tall garden flocks. That's a great one. I for think it's a just
2: plant. a standard plant. Yep that it's just so giving Mm -hmm. blooms cut it back there comes another set of blooms
5: yep so many uh, mildew resistant varieties out there that's a good one yes it is david has always been probably one of the best ones the beautiful white flowers oh my gosh yeah Mm -hmm. and they've
2: got some new varieties that I've, i've seen advertised in the catalogs and i bet you've got them all right here though
5: if not, now we'll be getting them shortly. I have a lilac one. I think it's called lilac. Oh, it's lilac something. That one's beautiful. Very build resistant and it's just huge. Kind of bluish lavender flowers. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's all, there are all kinds of ways to add color mm-hmm. to the landscape. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think we've, we've talked about it many times on this show to, to try and, and have something blooming year-round.
5: There's always something. Hellebores, through the winter time, my Daphne's blooming right now. I've got one of my Osmanthus blooming right now.
0: We we were talking about that. I I could walk out my front door last. Uh, I guess it was last week, when it was so warm, and uh, we had the Edgeworthia and Daphne and uh, this really large earth Osmanthus that was blooming. I need so much fragrance Fragrants. out there, I all know, mixing together. I now I've I was we were talking, I think on the air about uh, Edgeworthia there. There are some varieties that are, have fairly large blooms Clusters. on them. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Do y'all have those, or do you know? I haven't really. Sorry. Got so I don't many. Know. Uh, Sharon yeah.
5: Sharon will be coming on. All right. She can let you know. right.
0: We'll check with her because mm-hmm. I gotta have one of those. Mine, I've had one for a long time, but they're like grape size. Yeah. Rufus is what yours are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that uh, boy, that would mean even more fragrance. Mhm.
5: I have a magnolia in my garden. A saucer magnolia variety is Genie. Beautiful dark purplish flowers, and it's slightly fragrant. And that's this one will be a repeat. I'll, I'll see it again blooming through the summer and then again in the fall. Not a lot, but it definitely has still have blooms.
0: That's a good one.
5: Yeah, Genie's a great one.
0: So, and, and what plant is that again? The
5: magnolia, a the, saucer magnolia called Genie.
0: It, not all of the saucer magnolias have fragrance,
5: right. This one does.
0: So, I
2: guess yeah. What's the size of that one, Bridget? Right yeah.
5: now, it's probably at about ten feet, four or five feet wide, but it's supposed to max out around twelve to fifteen.
2: Oh, Sounds like that is it little gym. Am I thinking of the right? Is it deciduous or evergreen?
5: It's a deciduous. Okay. Um, so a saucer or a tulip yeah. magnolia, yeah. like one of those.
0: So the ever evergreens are like the the uh, southern magnolia. Right, it's sweet. They do the have fragrance. Most most yes. of them. Yep. Uh, have fragrance, but the little gem is one that that grows a little slower and uh, can be a little more diminutive and you're fitted into your landscape more. Mm -hmm. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Um and uh we're at Logan Trading Company this morning. Get uh you're going to have uh food trucks in addition to this great cafe yes. which gets filled up pretty uh pretty much. You've got you're going to have food trucks, uh, two, a couple of food trucks. Yes, out right there.
5: And a little bakery type tab- little table set up inside with somebody local who does some baked goods.
0: Sounds good. Mhm. A uh, l- lot of other things going on today since it's the first day of spring, but um, a lot of things for sale here. You have, you you haven't gotten in all of what you're going to get for spring. There, no, have you? no,
5: we're nowhere near. Um, we're still in the cool season mode. We still have a lot of cool season vegetables. Slowly getting in some summer stuff, but in the next three weeks we'll be getting more and more. And by mid-April we should be full throttle with summer summer product. Wow.
0: So. Uh, what are, what are people buying right now?
5: We are still selling a lot of cool-season plants, um, especially certain ones like onions and spinach and peas that will continue to go long past the cold season. For Cabbage and collars will probably be picked over soon. Broccoli, most people will be getting ready of theirs soon. But um, still a lot of cool-season stuff that can be planted now. Um, still got the summer or the cool-season annuals, pansies like we said, still could be planted now and they can go another two months and then you can switch out if you want to for your summer annuals
0: okay hey bill is in willow spring bill good morning you're on wptf
4: good morning how are you all doing
0: fantastic how can we help you today my friend
4: uh well i'm actually calling to help the fellow who was just looking for a tree and we oh yeah
0: yeah looking for a tree because he was worried about wet feet
4: yeah I don't know um you all were talking about some uh anyway what I want to suggest was a hearts of gold tree, which is i think Great a red variety Blue. of that uh
0: oh red Bud. is that the is that a new variety that uh is that a new...
5: it's probably about twelve some odd years old oh, okay. my brother in law has a big role in the hearts of gold oh very good tree. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so tell us about it, it, it then.
4: It's really pretty, and it's uh, everybody in the neighborhood seems to be asking, what kind of tree is that?
0: Because I know Dr. Warner uh, has developed one, and, and that uh, has the word gold in it, and it's, it's kind of maroony gold. I'll have to look back and, and figure out what that is. But uh, tell us about the H- Heart of Gold. The
5: Hearts of Gold has absolutely gorgeous <coughs> chartreuse. Leaves that emerge, of course, in the spring. Um, they do fade a little bit to the green, but then as we get into that fall season again, we get that chartreuse color. Very beautiful, very gorgeous, very striking. Those beautiful flowers that it gets as well, merging with the leaves. Yeah. It's a small flowering tree.
0: They, that's another, that's a, it, and it, uh, it's more of an upright. Yes. As opposed to the...
5: Not a weeper at all. Yeah.
0: No, that's a great suggestion, though, Bill. Yeah, that's a great suggestion.
4: It's about ours. It has been in the ground about ten years now, and it's got a trunk about five inches in diameter, Uh and uh, I'm going to say it's about twelve feet tall, and probably about twelve feet across. It's almost the perfect sphere.
0: Do the leaves stay gold
4: for quite a while in
5: the spring? Yes. They get pretty greenish in the heat of the summer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I think most of them do that start yes. out variegated right. or or uh, whatever.
5: Right, a lot of plants do that.
0: Yeah. By the way, Steve just came in, our, our friend from Garner, who uh, mentioned it. It was a wild cherry, as as the uh, former Secretary of State mentioned, or the Secretary General of Garden, Gardening. It's not. It was not a pear, although from a distance it could look like At a first pear. first glance, we thought it was. But uh, – that's that's what it is, wild cherry. So um, I'm glad you're you're up, yeah, glad your knees helpful. are better.
3: Well, I had surgery
0: Friday. Come over here and, and share the mic.
3: Yeah, I had knee surgery a week ago Friday. Yeah. And then I'm up running. And yeah, good. yeah. It's get, I was actually out weeding this morning. That's I amazing. I can't help good myself. Yeah,
0: surgery, uh, yeah, surgery has changed so much for a lot of these things, yeah. so.
3: Right, they had me. They had me up the same day.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they did. After
3: I got out of surgery that afternoon, they had me up walking up and down the hallways.
0: So uh, you you looking for the day lilies to start doing something well, they've here?
3: Already, yeah. I've got a really good crop this year, even without all that. Well, even with all the wetness that was there. Yeah. Everything's coming up. I mean, everything. I I was surprised. Some of the stuff I was hoping. That I was that was struggling last year that I replanted to try to see if I could get them to come back have come back. So Do the, does the
0: wet, wetness uh, affect the daylilies oh, yeah. a lot? They
3: can they can get root rot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially if they stand in water.
0: Very good.
3: But uh, I, I try to make sure I got my stuff in a well drained area. But sometimes you don't know how well drained it is. Until well, that's you true. See.
0: That's true. Step in it. Yeah, and things or settle. You,
3: you sit there and watch it. That was well-drained the last time I looked at it. <laughs> but I added, uh, I was getting tired of watching, uh, when it, we had heavy rains, watching a river run through my backyard. Right. So I finally put a drainage system in, and it's really helped a lot. So Excellent, excellent. I'm just hoping it doesn't dry it out too much. <laughs> but everything's coming back. I'm, I'm really excited. It's what really irks me is I've got this I've got to deal with Yeah. right at the time when everything's coming back, including the weeds. So. <laughs> But anyway, it's nice seeing
0: to, you, my friend. I'm glad to see and your you guys wife.
3: back out and about, too. Yeah,
0: it's great, it's great to be out. I was and so
3: excited when I heard you were here this morning. Yeah. yeah. I had to be the first caller. They let us out. They <laughs> let us out.
0: Thank you for, for coming by, and thanks to uh, Bill from Willow Spring for calling. Uh, we're at Logan Trading Company in Raleigh, just off of Peace Street with the WPTF Weekend Gardener. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 942. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard, a WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Claff and Rufus Edmonston. Bridget Zazara is with us uh, from Logan's. And we'll have uh, more folks on. Uh, Thomas Huckabee is, is over there from from Georgia, is it southern Georgia. Yeah. Oh, Augusta, Augusta. Oh, I've uh, forgotten that. We'll talk about design with him coming up. But, uh, you know, your lawn is uh, maybe looking a little ragged right now because of winter critter damage. Say moles, for instance, digging up, you know, digging tunnel tunnels through your yard. You may have noticed that or voles eating the roots of plants. Or are you ready to give up gardening because you're just fed up with the damage caused by moles and voles? Well, don't be discouraged. End the damage with I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent has a super strong formulation that is effective and easy to use. I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. Did you know that that many products that kill moles and voles can have the undesirable effect of killing other animals too? Not Imos Garden, mole and vole repellent. It contains only natural ingredients and botanical oils, giving you peace of mind that you won't be unintentionally poisoning any animals or pets, birds in the area. So you'll find Imos Garden, mole and vole repellent in uh, the big orange bag right here at Logan's and at all independent garden centers and hardware stores throughout the Triangle. Stop by and visit, and while you're there, be sure and check out the other I Must Garden repellents like deer, rabbits, uh, squirrels, they're one that uh, snakes, dogs, <laughs> cats, more. <laughs> Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. Preparation of the soil is so important, and it's something we were talking about off the air, Bridget
5: yes i got my veggie gardens ready to go
0: what should we be doing if we if we uh, haven't already done something
5: yeah um well weed <laughs> to begin with because those uh spring weeds are definitely out there um, but we mulch my boyfriend at home mulch our leaves every year so we've done a lot of composting with those i'll put a layer of those in my raised beds and then i will buy espoma's uh, raised bed mix um, put a little bit of that in there too, freshen the soil. And then I've planted my cool season veggies already. So after I've got those planted, I went on ahead and sprinkled in some garden tone.
0: Very got some, good. Got some
5: good looking veggies right now.
0: Yeah, I bet so. So what are you growing?
5: Uh, I have a lot of things. Brussels sprouts, broccoli, arugula, romaine, butter crunch, peas, onions, tons of onions. I love onions. Um... And then my raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries, I've done a little bit of cleaning with those and put some berry tone on those. But those are coming on really strong, too, right now, Very budding good. out.
0: But it's also uh, good to uh, deal with the soil and the rest of your landscape, too. Oh, yes. In various ways. Yep,
5: I've been doing some mulching, too. I've got a pile of mulch that I need to really... The here soon is blocking a driveway, so um, I will be uh, putting some more mulch. On. i got to f- finish weeding my beds out front where I have some perennial borders, so i got to weed those, edge those, put down some mulch, and then I'll put some plant tone down when I've got that all finished.
0: I, I always uh, worry when I, I see people bagging up leaves mm-hmm. during it. You, you leave. I think Ann has said is you leave the leaves. Yes. <laughs>
5: Yes, they're very beneficial for our ecosystem.
0: You can you can cover them up if you like, if you don't like the way they they look this mm-hmm. time of year, then you can cover them up with some other type of mulch, but the idea is for that mulch to break down, to break and, down exactly. <clears throat> and add nutrients.
5: Yeah, it's great organic matter that you yeah. can add right back into the garden, perennial beds, v- veggie beds, whichever.
0: Now, when they the the city of Raleigh is going to take those leaves and they're going to make mulch out yeah, of them. They do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And give those away, so why don't you just use your own? So don't bag up I, your, I
2: like them so much for weed control. Yes. All right. yeah. I put them on the, the fall of the year, and so many times the, the weeds are less of a problem where I put up both the, the leaf mulch. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. As uh, well as helping the soil.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely does. Henry is in Raleigh. Henry, good morning. You're on WPTF.
4: Good morning. I hope everyone is well.
0: Yes, sir. Happy spring. Yeah, happy first day of spring.
4: (laughs) Thank you, same to you. I've got a question I'd like to ask you all about. Um, A uh, bush or a shrub that I've seen, it's got a fantastic fragrance, and I've only ever seen it one place in the whole world. (laughs) It's called Sweet Breath of Spring. Do you know about that?
0: There are... There are plants, There is a plant called sweet breath of spring. Sweet breath of spring, and it's been around for a long time. And and. So you, see, you, where did you see this? Because it should be all over the place.
4: Well, the only place I've ever smelled it or seen it was uh, at the uh, arboretum in Chapel Hill.
0: Yeah. Uh, winter honeysuckle is another name. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but it's it has tiny little white blooms on it.
6: Yes, that's right. That's right.
5: Sounds like we have it for sale in our tree and shrub department.
0: Yeah, uh can you pronounce that Ann? The lady said it's tangible. fragrantissima.
5: Linissera okay.
0: Uh sweet breath of spring. Now they're they're calling uh this this extension service—I don't think this is the North Carolina yeah. Extension Service. They're saying it's an invasive species. It does—it does spread some. Yes,
5: oh yes. If it, you it, keep it, it
0: long mm-hmm. enough. But Rufus, you have—you have, you have a, a winter honeysuckle.
2: Absolutely.
5: And it's not
0: a really pretty plant, but it has a very fragrant. It can be very fragrant. But yeah. that—I think that's what you're talking about.
2: I've got a whole fence full of it. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet breath of spring,
0: or it, uh, yeah, or winter hun- winter honeysuckle.
4: Is it still available? I mean, do, do they have it in garden shop?
0: Yeah, I, I, you, you would normally be able to find uh, honeysuckle, all kinds of honeysuckle, but uh, this type, uh, the winter honeysuckle, it would find it at Logans and wherever.
4: Yes. Okay. Well, I sure do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good day. Yes, sir. I appreciate
0: you calling us this morning, Henry.
4: My pleasure. Goodbye.
0: I hadn't, uh, I hadn't thought of... Uh, uh, I just a lot of people have uh, the winter honeysuckle, but um, that, that is another name for it. Sometimes I've heard a sweet breath of spring with some other plants, but uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's mainly associated with uh, the winter honeysuckle. But it's a pretty good, reliable plant.
5: It is, yeah, very beautiful, very unique flowers.
0: We'll uh, we'll talk to uh, Thomas Huckabee about how to incorporate that into uh, landscape design coming up in the next hour uh, here. But uh, gosh, there are all kinds of shrubs that um, that are pretty, uh, have nice flowers, but uh, some that can just add a lot of fragrance to the landscape. My my favorite, I think, is wintersweet. Mm. Uh, I have a couple of types. One that really has a lot of fragrance. It's it's an ugly plant. The, it has no interest. <clears throat> excuse me. The rest of the year, but in uh, you know in December, January, it really starts blooming and and um, has a wonderful fragrance. So I, I like that. But there are a lot of there are a lot of other things.
5: Oh, there is. We talked about them earlier. But the the <coughs> osmanthus, the daphnes. Um, the uh, Edgeworthia. Um, well, the
1: Edgeworthia is not... a good one. Yeah. Th-
5: this year, the Edgeworthias are doing really, really good. I really think last well. last year, they struggled probably with the cold. <clears throat> right. But mine is just gorgeous and in and full bloom. Fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we, I don't know if we talked on or off the air about the, I think we on the air about the larger yeah. uh, bloom okay. on uh, some of the newer varieties. And, uh, boy, that's a plus. That means more fragrance. Mm-hmm. And plus it it really stands out. Uh, I guess partly because of the color. I have uh, something that doesn't really have a lot of fragrance, but is getting ready to bloom is a uh, <clears throat> an evergreen barberry. Mm-hmm. That uh, I have a huge one. Yeah. But that's a dangerous plant. Yes. If you uh, if you run into it. That's so. A great uh,
5: property property line plant. <laughs> yeah, it really is.
0: But it it has a wonderful bloom. Mm-hmm. And a great contrast, nice shiny green leaves, but uh, that's something else that you can that you can uh, plant. If,
2: uh, you know, I've, I've often wondered if there's some kind of kinship between <clears throat> a daphne and an inch worthia because of the look <clears throat> of the bark and it, it just they, they seem like they ought to be akin to one another.
5: Just about. I mean, one's deciduous, one's evergreen, but they're both fragrant. They might be. Yeah. But,
2: um... All right. I'm, I'm going to go and Mike, Mike loves wonder sweet. I'm going to go with the uh, osmanthus. I just don't know how you beat them. I've got some that Mike has seen that are 25 to 30 feet tall that I use as a fire screen, and it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's overwhelming when they start blooming,
2: yeah, uh, just, the fragrance. You just can amazing.
5: smell them a mile away. And they, yeah. they
0: do it several times a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting a lot of value in that plant. Plus, it's a very reliable plant.
5: It is. Great evergreen shrub.
0: So if you want something, I mean, it's not going to grow. We've, we've recommended the uh, Sweet Osmanthus a lot. It's not going to grow as fast as uh, the Leland Cypress, for instance. People are always wanting something like that to grow extremely fast. But usually, with plants that grow really fast, they they can die pretty they quickly out too. Fast. Yeah. 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 And
2: uh, well, the sooner the better for Leland cypress. Sorry,
0: there's still some there's still <laughs> some around. I'm amazed that yeah. they're still surviving. I
2: have some. Yeah.
0: And they do make good screens, and they grow fast, but they can have all kinds of problems. And people uh, plant them too closely. Uh, they get they get too crowded, don't have any air circulation. They can get uh, worms and bagworms. Bagworms.
5: Yeah. They're pretty oh. weak, so in storms they can Right, they can fall right easily. over,
0: just oh. like that uh, That sorry old Bradford pear.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder if anybody has any red tips, not red bud, red tips. Red
0: tip fotenia.
2: <laughs> yep. I went through losing
0: Everybody uh, about
2: did. 20 of them, and I've got maybe five left that have survived because I had the uh, wonderful tree company, Bartlett, come and, and spray them. Right. But I still think that's a gorgeous tree. That yeah. new
5: foliage in the spring emerging is really, are, are really we, beautiful are we make?
2: Are we growing any right now that are resistant to that horrible blight?
0: Uh, Enomosporium leaf spot. Yeah. Is what it's called is a fungus.
5: If there's nothing one out there now, I'm sure someone's working on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you you, you just have to spray fungicides, and I'm I'm sure that's that's what Bartlett did. But you know, it, it it's uh, you'd rather have something that was a little more adaptable and and
2: well, yeah, but I just I was determined to save a couple. They are really I, pretty. I, I'd enjoyed them so much.
0: Yeah, everybody had a had a hedge back in the '80s yeah Of that, but you know we planted like we have done with uh, knockout roses and other things we we just planted too many and and they got sick.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Bridget, you're wonderful. I appreciate well, uh, you, you being on with us, thank and uh you. we love Logan's anyway, but you, you some great people work here, and we we'll, I'd like to figure out some way we can get you on and and maybe some other people Josh doesn't have time anymore because he's running this this operation uh. And, and a
5: full-time dad. Yeah,
0: and he's a full-time mm-hmm. dad, so he didn't have a lot Another of time. One on the but uh, way. we'll see if we can. They'll let uh, you or some other folks come over and, and join us. Uh,
5: Absolutely. Occasionally
0: on low, uh, the Weekend Gardener. Thank you very much. Yep. Have a great day. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here in WPTF.